lengthy scripture portion, but I'm just going to try to uh, cut short it uh, while we are standing, and then I'll maybe say one or two things as we go along. Verse 35, <coughs> amen? The scripture says, again, the next day, meaning there's something that has happened previously. So John is talking about again. So it means there's something that has happened previously. We shall talk about that. The next day, after John stood, two of his disciples, two of his disciples, and looking upon Jesus, as he walked, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. Amen. And the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Amen. Then Jesus turned and saw them following, and said unto them, What seek ye? They said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, being interpreted, Master, where dwelleth thou? And he said unto them, Come and see. Amen. They came and saw where he dwelt and abode with him that day, mm. for it was about the tenth hour. Mm. And one of the disciples of the two, which heard John speak and followed him, was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first finded his own brother, Simon, and said unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah, thou shalt be called Cephas, which is, by interpretation, a stone. May the Lord add his blessing to the healing of the way you can be seated. Amen. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Amen. Amen. When we come together around on a prayer, on a Thursday prayer meeting, we always gather around like this. Like I was telling our sister that we have just a family, just starting up a fellowship here in Watford. But we arrange our chairs as if the whole, the whole room is packed full. Hallelujah. Well, we believe that when God comes to speak, whether it is just one or two, it doesn't make a difference. Because it says, where two or three are gathered in my name, they I will be in their midst. God can speak to two or three, or he can speak to thousands. Amen. Amen. At one moment, there was a man who was by the pool beside that. And that man had been by that pool for 38 years. Amen. Amen. And Jesus went along and bypassed the people that was going around that pool. You see, that pool had a kind of a phenomenon. Mm. Because they, they believed that if the waters of the pool were stirred, and you were the first person to jump into the pool, you would be healed. Mm. Amen. Amen. But that man was lame. And he was not able to jump into the pool. But always somebody used to jump in earlier than him. But Jesus knew him. Hallelujah. Mm. And Jesus walked by and bypassed millions and thousands upon them and came to that man and said, Would thou be made whole? And said, Lord, I've got no one to put me, jump in the water. He says, If thou believe this, you can be healed. And he was healed. Hallelujah. Amen. And set forward from that moment, the man went rejoicing, 
God came down to just speak to one person. Hallelujah. Amen. So God is not in respect of how big you are, how small you are. He can just come down and just speak either one person or Amen. two or three or all of us. Hallelujah. Amen. In the upper room, there were 120 and God spoke to 120. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And when Peter stood and spoke and he, he said, 3,000 souls, oh, God baptized. And God spoke to 3,000 souls. Hallelujah. Amen. So he can speak to 3,000, he can speak to one person. Hallelujah. You can speak to anybody if he so wishes. Glory be to Almighty Amen. God. Amen. But here tonight, we want to speak on a subject which um, just fell upon my heart, which was called Consigned and Convinced. Amen. Amen. Well, when I spoke about the message, Convinced and then Consigned. Hallelujah. Amen. It's the same thing in another message because it's Consigned and then Convinced. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Here we hear of a story because we want to talk and just focus on. John, hallelujah, amen. John the Baptist, amen. amen. John the Baptist was a man, as we, as, we have, as, we are, as we are talking about convinced and then consent, or the other way around, consent and then convinced, we are doing this so that we can uplift our faith and have a moment of word of prayer, amen. amen. So we want to exhort one another so that we can pray, amen. amen. So John the Baptist, amen, amen. was a man whom had received the Holy Ghost in his mother's womb. Amen. Mm. If you remember the story correctly, his father, the carrier, was in the temple when he was given a prophecy that your wife is going to have a son and you shall call his name John. Amen. Mm. And he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. Amen. Mm. And then when Jesus was being also prophesied, many received an angel. Amen. And Mary had accepted the word of the angel and she had believed that Christ was going to be born in a womb as a virgin. Hallelujah. Mm. Mary was a virgin. No man had touched her. Amen. And it was a phenomenon that a woman would conceive a baby when no man had touched her. But it was the word of God. It had been spoken that a virgin shall conceive. Mm. Amen. And his name shall be called Emmanuel. Which Emmanuel means God is with us. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. So Mary, when he said it that way, amen. And when Mary, after having received that way, I shall cut short so that we focus on John, she rushed over to Elizabeth, who was also six months expecting. And the first moment Mary said, I received this promise, an angel came to me and called that my name, the baby that is in my womb shall be called Jesus. The first time the name of Jesus was ever spoken by the human lips through a woman named Mary, hallelujah, Amen. the baby that was in Elizabeth's womb jumped and kicked, hallelujah. Amen. So it means the baby received immediately the Holy Ghost. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. There is no other greater name upon the face of the earth, hallelujah, mm. nor the face of, or in heaven, hallelujah, mm. greater than Jesus, hallelujah. Mm. Jesus actually means Jehovah Savior. Hallelujah. Mm. The first time the name of Jesus Christ was spoken by a woman. Hallelujah. A type of a church. Hallelujah. Mm. Oh, glory be to God. A woman, a child received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So today, if a church is speaking on Jesus, hallelujah. Amen. If a church is adopting Jesus, hallelujah. Amen. If a woman is adopting Jesus, hallelujah. Amen. We should receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Glory to Almighty God. Amen. That's another subject. I just touched on it. I don't know. It was just coming across as I was just coming along. We want to talk about consent and convinced. Or convinced and consent. Hallelujah. Amen. Here we talk about, we hear that John, 
the Baptist, whom we had spoken, he was he, he was having a discussion with the with the with the Pharisees of that time of that time. And their, their discussion was focused on who are you, Amen. So let's just go back because we started by again the next day, Amen. So let's just go back to see the background to how John was able to introduce Jesus to Andrew. Hallelujah. Mm. So here we are told by the Bible, and John here is saying in, in verse, he's just going back here. Verse 19. And this is the record of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? He confessed and denied, not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. Amen. There was an expectation in that day that the whole world was looking and anticipating that there was one to come who was called the Christ, the anointed one. Hallelujah. The one whom they were expecting that they were going to be saved from their rulership, which at that time they were being ruled by the Romans. And here they were expecting Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And here in this last day of our age, we and the whole world are expecting the second coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. He came the first time, and he died on Calvary for our sins, Amen. and then he also he rose up on the third day, but he promised that he was going to come back again. Amen. And he said, when the days of now are going to come back, you shall see signs of earthquakes and rumors of wars, and this and that, and that and that. So there's an expectation that Jesus is going to come back. Hallelujah. Amen. And that expectation that Jesus is going to come back, people started seeing the signs, the wonders, the whole world, the world is, and they started having an expectation of his coming. Mm. Glory be to God. Amen. So there's an expectation of Jesus coming. Hallelujah. Amen. But here, in this, in this, in this, in this, in this, in this, in this story, they asked him, what is it? Are thou Elias? They were expecting not only the coming of Christ, but they were expecting the coming of Elias. Hallelujah. Mm. Who was going to come before the great and dreadful day of the Lord. There was a promise written that before the great and dreadful day of the Lord, I shall send you Elijah the prophet. And when he comes, he shall turn the hearts of the children back to the fathers. And the heart of the, the, heart of the fathers back to the children. And this is before the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Now, Elias and Elijah are the same thing. They're the same way. Hallelujah. So they were asking him, Are thou that Elias? And he said, I am not. Are thou that prophet? And they answered, No. Then said they unto him, Who art thou? We may give an answer to them that have sent us. What sayest thou of thyself? And he said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Prepare you the way, and says the Lord. Amen? Amen. Glory be to God. And the asked him and said, Why baptizest thou then if thou be not that Christ? No, Elias, neither thy prophet. said, Why are you baptizing people? Amen. Yeah. And the John answered and saying, I baptize with water, but there sendeth one among you, whom, whom you know not. He it is who coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoe it I am not worthy to unloose. And this thing was done in Bethlehem. Now, John had disciples. John had people who were following him that he had baptized. 
And we read here later again that Andrew and another disciple were people that were following John. So Andrew and these other disciples were people that had been baptized by John because they were believing that John was being saying as a voice of one crying in the wilderness. If you were to look back at how that John became one crying in the wilderness, his father, Zechariah, he was dumb when, you, when, when, when the angel, when the angel uh, met him in the, in the temple. But on the day that John was given his name, he prophesied and he spoke about what John's life was going to be. So John, growing up as a young man, was being told that you were born with a promise. An angel came and spoke in the temple and told us that they shall make the, the pathway of the Lord's coming. Amen. So John began to believe the things that was being spoken to as a young man. So is it in this class today that when we have time with our children and we teach them how to do things of the word are, they start believing just like how John believed that he was the voice of one crying in the wilderness. And then at the age of nine, who is nine here? Who is nine? You are eight. It's coming up and blessings is ten, is ten now. Between the two of you. At the age of nine, his father and mother passed on. And he didn't have anybody to look after him. So because he was not going to have anybody, there was nobody who could impress him, what did John have to do? John ran away into the wilderness because he had believed that you are the voice of one crying in the wilderness. And John decided becoming concerned about his own life. Hallelujah. We're talking about concerned and then convinced. So he went into the wilderness. Glory be to God. And then when he was in the wilderness, he didn't have anybody to feed him. Amen. So he would run out and catch some locusts. And these locusts became his meat. Hallelujah. He would find some bee that would make a, a, a hive. And then you would go on the bee and you would find a way of getting the honey out of the bee. Hallelujah. So you would find you were eating locusts and honey. Nobody was there to close him. He didn't have the normal clothes that we all to wear. So you would find a camel and you would cut off the hair and you would dress himself like a camel's hair. But while he was there, he started looking at nature. And God oftentimes speaks in nature. Hallelujah. And then you would see how an axe was being laid on the root as he was cutting the trees. Amen. And you see how the snake behaved in the, in, in the wilderness. And John was getting his sermons from nature. Hallelujah. So as John was growing up, he started being concerned. When is this Messiah coming? I've been told that I'm going to make it prepare a way. So he was becoming more convinced that he was the one that has been sent for my mother told me that I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost when I was in my womb. Amen. Why am I different? Oh, why? How, who is this Elijah? The prophet said that I shall have the spirit of like Elias. That's what that's what Zechariah, my father, was told. Who is this Elijah? So you would go in the in the books and then you would try to find out who this Elijah was. And then he would read about Elijah, how Elijah was also living in the wilderness. And he read about the Bible, which was about Elijah. He became more and more convinced that he was that person. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I think today, if we read the Bible, the more we read the Bible, the more we become convinced that we are part and parcel of the Bible. Amen. Amen. And when you are convinced that we are part and parcel of the Bible, we would want to live the word of God. Hallelujah. John started living what he had been told that he was. 
Hallelujah. While he was in the wilderness. But then he became a certain time and age. That from nowhere just told her. No, that Messiah, the time must have come. They used to say that when the Messiah is about to, to arrive, you, there will be an Emmanuel. They told me that there was a certain young lady and there's a woman going around that these people are talking about this lady and she has a testimony. If she comes and speaks a testimony, she will come and say, Oh, ladies and gentlemen, today I've got a testimony. Before I'd known any other man, I have my son then named Jesus. Hallelujah. He is God's no father. Joseph is not his father. God, an angel, came into my womb and he was conceived. Hallelujah. As one that has got no father. So Jesus had no father, earthly speaking. Neither did he have any mother because God had to borrow. Hallelujah. The womb. Of Mary, Amen. Hallelujah. So while God was coming down, it was God having to borrow because he had seen how that generation of the people of the Pharisees, not only them, but you and I, glory be to God. How we had no safety upon the face of the earth. We were in sin. There was nothing that was going to save us. By one woman, we had been condemned. Because she had believed the word of a serpent. Mm. And by that condemnation of a woman who then connived with her husband Adam, the whole generation of humanity was going to be lost. Mm. Glory be to God. But it had to take another woman who had believed in angels' voice that came from God, and by her faith in believing the word of God, she accepted in her womb. The word of God, and she brought forth a son named Jesus, Amen. who was the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. He himself was the word of God. Amen. Amen. Let's read about it. Just for just for the sake of just putting um something in the in the in the in the verse. We are talking about consent and don't consent. I hope by God's grace we've got 20 minutes before we we, we pray. Amen. Amen. 10 minutes or so. We'll get to our subject. It's always good to give a good background so that. When we talk about our convinced and then consent, our consent then convinced. In John, in, 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 in John chapter 1, verse 1, we read here saying, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. And the Word, Amen. Alright, let me read it because I'm, I'm just saying it without reading. Let me just get to it so that I, I don't lose track. In the beginning was the Word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Amen. So the very word that we all came, that we believed in, the word of God, was always there in the beginning. Amen. Amen. And then it says in verse 14, and the word was made flesh. Hallelujah. Amen. And dwelt among us. And we beheld the glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and the truth. Amen. Amen. So the men were able to handle the word. The word that was always there, men were able to hold of it. Amen. Amen. When they were holding and shaking Jesus, they were holding the word. And that word that was always there was God. Amen. Amen. So when he was named Emmanuel, it was a type and a figurative, for he was supposed to come in a very hiding manner. It was God, the word of God, coming on flesh. Amen. Amen. And when the word was made in flesh, it was made for a purpose. Amen. So that it could save us all who had been 
condemned. Amen. Amen. Even the bootlegger out there is saved. Amen. Even the prostitute out there is saved. Amen. Even the even the drunkard out there is saved. Amen. Even the, the addicted in drugs and alcohol and whatever, they're all saved. Amen. Amen. But the only difference is they're not aware of it. And you and I have been made to be aware that we are saved. Mm. And when we were made aware, we took an action. We started becoming concerned. We mm. became concerned of our own life. Amen. Amen. We started being concerned of how miserable our life was. Amen. Mm. Like for me, I was one of the most miserable person ever. Mm. I was living a life which was so miserable. Always in trouble with the school authorities. Always having one or two things that are naughty. And when I was naughty, there was always a teacher at one moment in our country, not in this country. In our country, our teacher had to give me some wipes at the back. Several of them. Because of being naughty. But that was before I knew Jesus Christ. In this country, we don't do that. Amen? Amen. And because of that, I was always in trouble. But the day I met Jesus, hallelujah, Amen. the day I met that name that was first spoken and the baby received the Holy Ghost, my life started changing. Amen. Amen. My life started being transformed from the naughty boy that I used to be. I started becoming kind. Amen. I started becoming lovely. I started becoming wanting to talk to people. I started becoming concerned. Hallelujah. By what other people were blessed with. And the more I was reading in the word of God, I became more convinced. Hallelujah. Amen. That this word of God can bring eternal life. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And this concern drove me to be convinced. Hallelujah. Amen. And here we hear about John. Hallelujah. Amen. John introducing his to his disciples. He was saying, Behold the name of God. Amen. Amen. Just before we hear Jesus says again the next day. Let's just go back. Just a little bit. So that was the conversation he had with the Pharisees. Amen. We don't want to lose track of what we are saying. Verse 29. The next day, John sees Jesus coming. The first day was when he was talking with the disciples. Now, this is the next day, the following day. The next day, John sees Jesus coming unto him and says, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This is he whom I said, after me, he's now defying to his same one that he preached yesterday. Amen. Amen. Says, this is whom, whom I sent after me cometh a man who is preferred before me. That means that Jesus, John was acknowledging that I am not the one. But he who is coming, the name of God, the whole heaven and earth prefer him better than what I am. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. We see that a lot of people miss that. Amen. Amen. When they have just been given a little blessing of God, of a particular gift, they want to lift themselves as if they are big people. No. They think that they are the ones. Yeah. Mm. What can you do? If I pray for you, you are be healed. No. That is nothing like that. A new servant of God is humble. Amen. Amen. He knows that there is nothing that a man can do for another man. Hallelujah. Amen. The only thing that a person can do for another man is introduce them to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Once they've been introduced to Jesus, he is preferred before me. Hallelujah. Amen. What can I do unto many people? I've come over here to Watford knowing that I want to introduce Jesus to Watford. Hallelujah. Amen. If I introduce Jesus to Watford, Jesus is one preferred before me. Amen. Though I lay my hands on the sick and all of them recover and are healed. Though I do signs and miracles. Though I do speaking tongues. But if I do not have the love of them, that they can meet Jesus, it's all nothing. 
Amen. The greatest thing is for them to meet Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. To meet the one greatest one who is so full of love. Hallelujah. Amen. He is the one that is preferred before me. Hallelujah. John says here. Let us hear what it says. For he was before me, and I knew him not. But he should be made manifest to Israel. Therefore am I come, that's John, baptizing with water. And John bear record saying, I saw the spirit. Now in order to identify that this was the person, John had been told in the wilderness, when you see the spirit coming down and descending and abiding, like the Holy Spirit coming and descending and abiding on him, he is the one. So John said here, and I saw the spirit, hallelujah, descending from heaven like a dove. And it abode upon him. And I knew him not. But he that sent me to baptize with water, that voice that told him, Go and baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him. A lot of times people say, I got in the Spirit, I jumped, I shouted, but did the Spirit remain on you? Did the Holy Ghost remain there? Did you receive the life, the spirit of God, that tomorrow your life was still changed? Or is it because you just jumped in the spirit, you just rejoiced, you know, that day, tomorrow you went back to your things that you normally cook at ways that you normally walk in? That will not be the spirit of God. If the Holy Ghost just comes upon you, it has to remain there. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen to what he says here. He just says that um, the same is he which baptized with water. And I saw and bear record of him. This is the Son of God. Now, the third day, we are talking about convincing because about five minutes, we'll get to our target. Amen? Amen? The third day, the next day, after John stood, two of his disciples. Amen? Now, on the third day, so yes, disciples, if you're a disciple, it means you follow. You follow after what that person is talking about. When Peter, when Paul was being followed by people, he would say, follow me as I follow Christ. Amen. Amen. So you didn't want just to be followed by people when he was not when he was leading them. No way. Because he says, if the blind lead the blind, the both fall into the pit. Amen. Amen. But if you, are, if you are following somebody, you want somebody who is, whom you are following, but the person is leading you somewhere. Amen. Is he leading you to a pit? Or is he leading you to Jesus? Hallelujah. Amen. So Peter was forward saying, follow me as I follow Christ. Amen. And here these disciples had been in John's disciples' first sermon on the first day. And they heard what he said to the Pharisees and the priests. Then the next day they were there again. They heard what he had said when he was introducing Jesus' sermon and the Spirit coming upon him. Now on the third day, hallelujah, he says, Behold the name of God. And two of his disciples heard him. Now these two disciples... Only one of them became consent. Mm. Hallelujah. Mm. Jesus turned and saw them following. Said, What seek ye? And they said, Rabbi, which is being called Master. You know, there were two. Hallelujah. But one of one of two which heard him John speak followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. Amen. And this one that followed him, who named Andrew, became so consent. So on that day that they spent with him, 
from about the 10th hour, they spent the whole evening, and Andrew became so content, wanting to find out more about Jesus. Amen. Amen. If we could only be as concerned as Andrew am. Amen. Amen. I want you to be so concerned about, about the word of God, which is Jesus, that I started reading my Bible. The more I read about Jesus, the more concerned I became. And when Andrew became concerned, as we are drawing to a close now, Hallelujah. When Andrew became so concerned, he went and found his brother. Just like you two are brothers. When Akio becomes so concerned about something, I often times see him say, Hey, blessings, come and see, come and see. Come and see this game that I've just found out. Amen. Because you brothers, you really like one another. So Andrew, he liked his brother, Simon. Amen. So when Andrew became so concerned, he is this the person. In that conversation, we were told that Jesus had said, come and see. And it was about the 10th hour. And Jesus was always miraculous in the way he did things. Mm. At one moment, they didn't have wine and he turned the water into wine. Mm. And Jesus was, there was something that was so miraculous that when he did his things, certain things would just happen from nowhere. Because he was God in flesh, he could create things. Amen? Mm. And his mother, Mary knew, foster mother, foster mother, not biological mother, foster, because she was borrowed. Amen. And, he, and she said, she told the people, whatever he says to you, do, do it. Because she knew that there was a particular thing that he would always do, and he would do it. Amen. When he, was, when he held the bread, he would break the bread like this, and then when he has broken, there will be more bread. So the moment he broke the bread and give it to you, when he is working on the bread, you are supposed to have a bit of a space, but there will be more bread. Amen. So they were fighting, and Andrew was seeing, ha, this particular miraculous person. So he came. Simon Peter, come and see, come and see. Come and see, we found him. Hallelujah. And that is the message we have to the community. We are so convinced that we found Jesus. Amen. We are so concerned about what what for is like. Hallelujah. We are so concerned about other people. Hallelujah. Amen. So we are going to them, come and see. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Don't let off. Take that moment to become a little bit convinced about the word of God. And Simon did that. He came. And while he came, Jesus beheld him and said, Thou art Simon, Amen. the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas. And Simon wondered. And was trying to find how can he say he knows even my father? And he said the following. And Simon Peter, named Cephas, became one of the greatest disciples when he was given the key of heaven. Amen? Amen. Glory be to God. And then we are also told that the next day, Philip found him. And was told, Jesus said, come and see. And Philip ran over to God and became so convinced and went and killed Nathaniel. And Nathaniel was 15 miles somewhere, sitting under a tree. And then Nathaniel, Nathaniel, leave everything that you are doing. We have found him. Amen. This is what we are telling people. Leave all those things that you are doing in the world. We have got the second coming of Jesus Christ. The word of God is being made manifest. Christ has opened to us the hidden things. And God is coming back to collect forth his people so that we can all go to heaven. Drop everything that you are doing. Be concerned about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Be concerned about eternal life. Come and you see what God is doing. And when Nathaniel came over, Jesus says, Lord Nathaniel, 
in whom there is no guile. Now, guile is bitterness. When you have bitterness towards somebody, you don't have love. You've got hatred. When you, when you still put things in your life that is not good towards somebody, you want to do harm to someone else. That's guile. But Nathaniel did not have guile. He was always loving. Amen. He says, there was Nathaniel in whom there is no guile. It says, Master, what knowest thou me? Is that not what you want Jesus to say to us? If we are concerned? Nathaniel was so concerned that he dropped everything and was 15 miles, which is, which, which is quite a distance, and he walked all the way to just wanting to see this person named Christ. Amen. And when he got there, he said to him, No, God said, When you were down me, he said, Behold, when you were under a tree, I saw thee. Is somebody being seen today? Hallelujah. Is Jesus seeing you? Hallelujah. As we are drawing to a close, because we know it's a Thursday and we've just got a few minutes to, to, to commit our lives to God. We want to be so concerned about our very lives. Amen. We want to be so concerned about other people's lives. Amen. We want to be so concerned as we have here, we have had time, we have been in London for years, but we left London and said, no, 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 what about other people that are not able to travel down all the way to London? Amen. Amen. Who is going to tell them the gospel? Are they going to be lost? Amen. Amen. So we became concerned. But our concern should draw us to a convinced. Amen. Amen. And we are convinced that we've got the weight of the Lord Jesus Christ that brings eternal life. Amen. Amen. We want our life to show forth by the action. Amen. By saying, come and see. Amen. Amen. Let us bow our heads. Amen. Amen. Each one of us, as we close our eyes. Amen. There's so many examples I could have picked out of people that were being concerned. Moses was concerned about Egypt. One man went on a mission to, 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 to take two million people out of a country. Mm. Just being concerned about Israel, which was in Egypt. Hallelujah. Glory to God. While our heads are well done, David was so concerned mm. that when Goliath came, who was going to screw everybody of them, mm. he said, no, how can an uncircumcised Philistine destroy these people? It was a concern which gave him to a convinced. Amen. When we are concerned, God is also concerned. Mm. Amen? God was so concerned about the three Hebrew children in the, in the fire that he came down. Amen. Amen? Is God concerned about you today? Amen. Is God concerned that you are concerned and convinced that he would keep his weight? Amen. That he would not lie? That God cannot lie? Amen. Is God, are, you, are you convinced that God's weight is true? Amen. Are you convinced that if you are sick, God can heal you? Are you convinced that if you are lost, God can save you? Amen. Are you convinced that if you need, if you need, um, uh, you are in debt and you need somebody to pay your debt, need God to provide for it. God can provide for it. Amen. Amen. God can take you from any form of uh, of habit that is filthy and uh, unholy and make you a true holy person. Are you convinced of it? Amen. Amen. It takes a conviction. That becomes God's concern. Amen. Amen. If we pray, we want to bring our conviction to the Lord. Amen. Amen. And our concern as well. Amen. Amen. For tonight, so that as we are here, as we always say, we are here with a mission. Amen. So that mission is our concern. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. My Lord and Savior.
Oh, oh.